Through times of calm and crisis, BNY Mellon's perspective has made us the trusted steward of the financial system. To help our clients make stronger decisions, our experts explore the many angles of the financial markets, investing, and business. Welcome to BNY Mellon Perspectives. Hello, I'm Brenda Tsai, Chief Marketing Officer of BNY Mellon. We're launching this podcast at an unprecedented time where working remotely has become our new normal. So we're recording this podcast from our homes. Thank you for joining us from yours. Today, we'll be covering more of the human side of COVID-19. The global impact of the coronavirus has been staggering, and the human aspect of the pandemic is one of the worst parts of this crisis, not only in terms of lives lost, but also in terms of the livelihoods at risk and the stress that it has brought to so many around the world. As the pandemic has spread deeper and deeper into our cities and towns, the impacts are becoming even more personal and more local. Many of us now personally know someone who has been impacted by the virus, and so many of us are juggling the management of work and home along with the general stress of a very uncertain time. So today we wanted to share some ways that companies can help their employees and communities move forward. And as so much of this important work is done behind the scenes, I'm honored to be joined by my colleagues, Kumar Kaimal, BNY Mellon's Head of Compensation and Benefits, and Daisy Holmes, BNY Mellon's Head of Philanthropy and Corporate Social Responsibility. Kumar, Daisy, a warm welcome to you both. Happy to be here. Thank you, Brenda. Pleased to be here, and thank you for the invite. Kumar, Daisy, let's now set the stage for our listeners. What are you seeing with our employees? What are you seeing in our communities? What are people dealing with? Kumar, let's start with you. Brenda, look, each one of us, you know, whether it's our employees or clients' employees, is navigating this uh, uncertain time with varying levels of comfort or sometimes discomfort. Like what we're experiencing is not something, you know, any of us expected, um, and it really is not something we could have either predicted. It really is a surreal experience in, in many ways. And people in this, you know, in this time are feeling heightened anxiety about their own personal health and well-being, which is either their own or for their families. They're also feeling increased isolation due to the stay-at-home and shelter-in-place requirements. So, like many of us are suddenly isolated from our friends, our families, and our colleagues at work. And we know that isolation can directly impact employees' mental health. The other thing is the speed with which all of this happened, right? All of a sudden, we, we, we've moved into a new remote working environment, and yet the work continues, and we still need to deliver the work with remote collaboration. And much of this is new to employees. It's uh, requiring new capabilities and new ways of working. And many employees are also facing uh, you know, uh, higher work pressures, which also adds to the challenges. There's also a, a whole other level of complexity that's been created now, which is around the physical merging of our work and our homes. Right? We can't divide the two anymore. They're blurred. They're both taking place simultaneously in our lives. And so, really, everything has changed around us. The way we work, wh- how it's at home, how it's socially, and the rug has really been pulled out um, from under most employees and people. So when you look at this in totality, you can really understand how, how truly profound and significant this impact is on all of us, right, our employees and their families. Thank you, Kumar. And yes, this truly is profound as we globally shift our lives and work into this quote-unquote new normal. Daisy, how about you? What are you noticing at the local level with our community? Brenda, our communities are in distress. 
Food, kitchens, and pantries are overwhelmed as a result of the millions of individuals who've been left jobless because of the pandemic. Social services have been impacted. For example, senior citizens who are homebound now have additional challenges of getting the food and health care that they require, and it's as a result of the COVID-19-related food and personnel shortages. Our frontline health care workers, in addition to the personal protective equipment that we've all heard is in short supply, these individuals also have challenges of transportation, housing, childcare, even access to food as they serve our communities. With the social distancing guidelines so critically necessary to prevent the spread of the virus, they can take a severe emotional toll on many individuals who are physically separated from sick and dying loved ones. Our global philanthropy team is really working to address the immediate needs in our communities. We're also looking ahead to support the most vulnerable populations in their return to normalcy. These certainly are some trying times, and the impact that these dedicated professionals and volunteers are making is really inspirational. Now, I know that companies and people, they all want to help. We all want to help. So let's talk about what companies and individuals can be doing to address this crisis. Kumar, Daisy, how do we think about helping and how do we think about employee programs during this time? Are there some principles that ground you in our company actions? It's a great question. Um, let me start with the you know, BNY Mellon mission, right? Our mission is about helping individuals and institutions succeed no matter what the situation is. And so when we think about our talent initiatives and, our, and where we are today, we want to create the environment that fosters a feeling of belonging and impact. So belonging is one of our core HR guiding principles, where we build a caring, diverse, and inclusive culture to make sure that employees can bring their whole selves to work. They can be valued, respected, and motivated. So protecting our employees' health and safety is directly aligned with this principle. It's really a top priority for us, and it's led us to take a number of steps to ensure that our employees are supported throughout this time of uncertainty. Impact is the second guiding principle, and we want to make sure that we're making the right decisions to support employees uh, and at the same time also make a meaningful impact overall on our workforce and society and on our business. So informed by these principles, we set an overarching framework in five key areas to provide the right type of resources and tools to, to support employees and their families. The first one is anxiety and fear. When you have something you know, significant, unusual happen like this, one of the first um, things we, we experience as, as humans is, is, is fear. Um, second is around stress, supporting them with stress and resiliency. Third is around health and well-being. Fourth is around social connections. And, and we crave that connection to each other, which is obviously difficult in this environment. And the last one is around enhancing communication and transparency so that people feel more settled. So addressing, we know that addressing these like five in combination help our employees adapt to what is a very stressful and, and complex situation. Um, from a company perspective, we, we have seen an exceptional level of response from our employees during this health crisis. You know, despite like the increased personal and professional pressures they've had to deal with, um, they are committed on delivering on the promises for our clients and to each other, and we really are incredibly proud of the efforts, the efforts of what our employees have done. Omar, so thanks for sharing those five areas. It's a really helpful and holistic framework for thinking about helping individuals adapt 
And I agree, it's been inspiring how our employees around the world have responded during these past few months and how they've continued to make service the heart of everything we do as a company. Stacey, how does our mission of helping others succeed apply to our corporate social responsibility efforts? Well, many of the studies have shown that acts of altruism and community have a positive effect on mental resilience and physical well-being, including decreased stress, lowered depression, lower blood pressure, giving whether of money, time, or talent increases individual resilience and fosters a sense of supporting communities. The philanthropic projects we undertake not only uplift others, but help us gain perspective as we look ahead. We are listening to our employees and know how deeply concerned they are about the ongoing challenges facing their communities. The company has already provided more than $2.2 million in an effort to slow the outbreak and help those negatively affected by the virus by focusing on two main components. The first is strengthening the public health infrastructure by working with global partners like the CDC and International Medical Corps. Our funding will support increasing medical operations and laboratory capacity. Also, uh, it will help provide training of additional medical personnel and frontline healthcare workers. And finally, it will assist in implementing COVID-19 triage and containment steps. The second is providing frontline relief. Our funding is supporting local and regional nonprofits to offer frontline and direct relief aid. For example, this aid will provide items such as personal protective equipment, meals, shelter, transportation, and even sanitation items to first responders, healthcare workers, and transit workers. On an individual basis, one can purchase food items and deliver them to local food pantries. One can send a meal to a frontline worker or first responder. One can even share links to cultural organizations streaming performances with families, friends, and even neighbors who live alone. Personally, my daughter-in-law is an emergency room nurse at an area hospital working double shifts. My husband and I have been delivering cooked meals to her family on several occasions. Any of these actions can be done on an individual basis. It's really wonderful to see that the company is helping people touched by all sides of this pandemic, both at a company level and an individual level. Kumar, are there other actions we've taken to help employees during this time of uncertainty? Um, Brenda, absolutely. Um, we've taken a whole a series of actions to support our employees. However, I would say the most significant action was a decision that uh, we as a company will not conduct layoffs in 2020. And, you know, this directly addresses a source of stress and anxiety that, that most employees have. Todd Gibbons, the CEO, made this announcement on April 9th and confirming that the company will support our employees and be there to, um, when they need us most. It really was an extraordinary decision that um, affirms our commitment to our employees. But, but let's be honest, the financial implications of this pandemic, you know, are devastating, Right. The financial concerns are real, and, and they are terrifying for millions of people uh, around the world. Now, I've also heard reports that for every person diagnosed with COVID-19, anywhere from five to 10 people are infected, but they might not even realize they have it. So the, in the event that an employee or their household member does test positive for the virus, what kind of support are we providing those individuals? stories and experiences that people are facing 
you know, really are uh, are sad uh, and and heart wrenching. I myself uh, know a number of people, both friends and colleagues, who've tested positive and are coping with the aftermath because it it is it is tough and it's a it's a, you know it's a long recovery for many people. Um, from a company perspective, look, I, I you know no one should have to choose between getting paid and caring for themselves or their loved one. This is one of the biggest worries, what will happen if either we or one of our loved ones becomes ill. We've done two things to help alleviate the worry. First is that if an employee has COVID or COVID-like symptoms, they will receive full pay for the duration of any absence. Additionally, if, if they're caring for a household member um, who has COVID or COVID-like symptoms, we are guaranteeing their, they'll receive full pay for up to two weeks uh, if they can't work. Um, and, and really, this approach is to uh, take away the worries, but also to protect our employees, their families, you know, colleagues, and, and, and also the broader community. It's really encouraging to hear. I, I know you've also enhanced our benefits to continue to show our support for our broader employee base at this time. Um, would you like to talk about some of the examples of those efforts? Sure, sure, Brenda. Happy to. Um, we're, you know, we're addressing both the urgent needs that employees and families have. And but also we've focused in on what would, what I would call our perhaps irritants, right? Doing so, you know, focusing on the finer details and addressing them, you know, may appear you know very small, but also lets our employees know that we care. The small details do matter. So um, with regard to the uh, you know the broader issues, we enhanced our backup childcare services, which is company paid in the you know in the UK. And we're looking at also expanding it in other countries. Um, and, and we're in the process of doing that in Poland, for example. Uh, to support our families in the U.S. and U.K., we're also offered something called crisis care. Basically, it allows reimbursements or provides reimbursements when an employee chooses someone within their own personal network to care for their child, like a family member or a babysitter or a friend. And obviously, they feel safer to choose someone who they know uh, you know, and, and within their network. Um, to support our employees working remotely, we're also in the process of finalizing an ergonomic consultation service, which will provide guidance to our employees so that they can make the right adjustments um, in their physical workspace at home and so they can work more effectively. It's not about the details, but really about assessing and addressing, you know, what may cause angst for our employees. I agree. It's important to think about the broader employee context, including families. As we've discussed that this can be a very trying time for some, are there ways that we think about assisting employees to support their own personal resiliency and self-care? This is so critical and vital in this, in this period. Um, the foundation of employee resiliency, though, is built on two important things. And the first is a leadership or leadership presence, and the second is communications. Our leaders have been highly visible in front of our employees, frequently communicating and supporting them through the crisis. And our communication efforts have also been well thought through and planned, and they've been frequent and also really informative so that employees can get what resources do they need when they need it. So we've launched a number of resiliency initiatives and all have been carefully coordinated and integrated with our leadership messaging and the communications plan that I um, just mentioned. So the first is uh, a new digital resiliency program that we launched for our employees. It's based on cognitive learning where employees can discover their own stress personalities, thinking patterns, and also receive personalized recommendations. 
It's designed to help them increase their own resilience when they face stress and address uncertainty through skill building. Um, we also have a microsite where videos are updated daily with articles and on-demand tips and activities so they can manage themselves, their stress, on a day-to-day -day basis. The uh, second program that we have to support employees is a global health program, which is also available on a mobile app. This allows employees to track their own physical activity, but also to connect with colleagues and family members online with a um, physical or healthy habits uh, challenges. It, it gives them interactive sessions for mindfulness, emotional intelligence, yoga, and also digital health uh, coaching for stress. But, you know, in addition to thinking of our employees, we've also reflected on what we can do to support um, some of our former employees. So in the U.S., we made a decision recently that for those that um, are in our self-insured medical plan are and who have um, extended the COBRA medical coverage, that we decided that we would extend it past the 18-month expiration period through to the end of the year. This provides our former employees and the families access to healthcare longer and protects them. We also launched a new digital sleep program. You know, sleep is um, one of the things that's directly related to stress, resilience, and mental health. Um, the initial deployment is in the U.S., but then we have plans to deploy this globally in uh, 2020. What this program does is that it helps employees um, assess the quality of their sleep and then find, uh, and there's a, actually a digital sleep coach. Um, it's a six-week six program, and they can find strategies to improve their own sleep patterns using cognitive and, and behavioral therapy. You know, as important as um, what you do is also how you do it. And so we have a carefully planned resiliency campaign, which is communicated through several coordinated global and, and local channels. Wow. Cognitive therapy, sleep, and yoga. It sounds like some great ways to build more personal strength. Now, we've heard that another part of building resiliency is releasing the natural tendency that individuals have to want to help others during this pandemic. Daisy, how are we helping our employees contribute during this time? Are there programs we've rolled out so that they can make an impact at an individual level? Brenda, happy to say yes. This month, we launched the BNY Mellon COVID-19 Relief and Response Campaign, and it's running through May 15th. This program provides matched funding to all employee donations, two to one, up to a maximum of $10,000 per employee. The COVID-19 Relief and Response Campaign is an additional way for us to stand shoulder to shoulder with our employees as they help their communities. All eligible employees can participate in the COVID-19 Giving Program. It really speaks to the company's strong commitment to delivering broad community support. We are encouraging all employees to donate to eligible charities which are most meaningful to them. Uh, and to assist with finding charities supporting COVID-19 relief, we've also published a list of organizations to which BNY Mellon has provided donations. Nonprofits are providing direct relief and response and are in critical need of funding. Uh, we are delighted to be able to amplify the donations made by employees through this campaign. As far as our volunteer aspect is concerned, from our community partnership program, we've quickly pivoted from in-person volunteer opportunities to virtual opportunities to really encourage our employees to continue volunteering with organizations that they care about. 
Examples have ranged from judging student contests using WebEx to mentoring youth via Zoom. And our own Big Brothers, Big Sisters Workplace Mentoring Program uh, in New York is now completely virtual. Uh, we have virtual career days and mentoring sessions planned with organizations like the Girl Scouts and the Intrepid Foundation. And being able to quickly pivot to virtual programs ensures that we continue to support our communities and our employees during this critical time. Wow. I love the image of us all standing shoulder to shoulder virtually. So needed at this time. And it's reassuring that the company is focused on service and helping our employees serve in their local communities. And I have to say, I'm really thrilled that the people of BNY Mellon are looking out for their colleagues and their neighbors. So as we wrap up, what advice would you share with companies looking to provide more support to their employees and their communities? Kumar, do you want to start? Sure, Brenda. Happy to do that. I think no matter what size the company is, there's definitely things that can be done to help employees. You know, most of us are working uh, virtually now and, you know, now more than ever. It's really critical to make the space to connect on a human level. Most importantly, I think that demonstrating empathy and showing that we're all in this together is really important. Everyone's circumstance is different. And each individual is dealing with their own unique situation. It could be around a COVID illness for a family member, dealing with family stress, perhaps struggling with their own resiliency. So leaders really need to listen, be exceptionally empathetic and compassionate to each person's situation. You know, um, individuals who are parents may need specific times to find in the days to manage family issues with their children. And this attitude of, of empathy and compassion is really important as well to support employee resiliency, which is really the foundation of um, individuals' effectiveness. So even with the current work-at-home measures, disconnecting during the day or by taking extended time off helps employees recover physically and mentally and recharges their batteries. So during the stressful time, as many of us are juggling the physical merge of home and work, it's really essential for personal resiliency that employees do disconnect. Um, it's about giving permission for employees to actively disconnect during work. And that can be, you know, having lunch with the families. It can be taking a walk uh, or uh, taking a short exercise. Over the weeks and months, disconnecting for longer uh, is going to be even more important. The third area um, is really around the communication, the frequent communication and uh, supporting more, more connections between people. Connection is really a, a basic human need that all of us have. And working in this remote environment, people need to understand more than ever that they're part of something larger. They're connected. And hearing from the leaders and managers, really essential to that. Just as important to communicating, you know, is listening and creating more two-way channels where employees can give feedback on what's working well, what's not working well, or what would make them more effective, and um, taking the feedback and, and making the adjustments that are important. The fourth area is around role modeling for leaders and managers. You know, we have an internal blog series called Windows on My Work, and here leaders are sharing their personal working uh, from home experiences. And what this does is that it makes the messages real. It personalizes it. So share, you know, be open about your own circumstances. This encourages a sense of community. Um, uh, it enhances greater connections. And it gives permission for others to bring their whole selves to work. 
through your own actions and by demonstrating your gratitude or empathy in the current situations, you know, your role modeling behaviors, you're encouraging positivity and giving teams permission to do what's right in their own circumstances, you know, whether that's homeschooling, taking time off to do, you know, what's essential with their families, caring for relatives, maybe perhaps looking after pets um, if they're living alone. This is key to supporting employee resilience and, and keeping teams engaged. We've seen an amazing shift in how we interact as colleagues through the virtual environment. The camaraderie actually feels very different. We've seen our leaders and managers uh, are even more engaged with their teams globally. We have new pop-up virtual communities on our internal social platform where employees are connecting and sharing personal experiences. We're also learning new things about each other as our colleagues and our community as we work jointly through this crisis. And people need opportunities to share and lift each other's spirit, and these ideas give them the space to do so. Very inspiring, and uh, the personal outreach, the new innovation, the new digital channels, I, I think uh, will last well beyond the pandemic. Daisy, from a partnership, a community partnership or philanthropic perspective, what would you share about how to give back to communities? Well, Brenda, in times like these, when the challenges we face seem almost overwhelming, we also bear witness to some of the best in humanity, such as the generosity of spirit and resources that we've seen globally. Because the needs are so great, there are many nonprofit and charitable organizations that are now providing COVID-19 response and relief, and I would encourage everyone to do their due diligence before making a philanthropic donation. It will help ensure that your support benefits a reputable charity. Two sites that I recommend are guidestar.com and charitynavigator.com. Both are easy to use and excellent resources to help inform your giving decisions to ensure that your donation will make a meaningful and lasting impact. I'm certainly going to write those down and log in soon. So. Daisy Kumar, in this ever-changing landscape, in the face of the pandemic, I know that our workforce and our communities will become even stronger and even more resilient post this pandemic. And it's in no small part because of the talent and dedication of leaders like you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Perspectives, where we'll continue to look at critical topics from every angle. Be sure to download and subscribe to future episodes available on bnymellon.com and all other major podcast platforms. Stay safe, stay well.